Hi, my name is Dave Branscombe. I work for Microsoft. Uh, you can see at the bottom my LinkedIn contact information. You're welcome to contact me if you'd like. What I'm going to be talking to you about today is how we can use Detect and the MITRE ATT&CK framework to assess your security posture. So let's first talk about what the MITRE ATT&CK framework is, why we use it. So MITRE started the ATT&CK framework uh, the, the development of the attack framework back in 2013 as a way of documenting what they saw as common tactic techniques and procedures that were being used by different threat groups around the world when they were compromising Windows networks. So attack was created out of a need to document the different adversary behaviors that they were seeing. Now, the attack framework helps to address four main issues, as you can see here. First of all, it helps us to identify adversary behaviors based on the uh, tactics and techniques that are used by them. And it allows us to develop analytics that are focused on detecting those adversary behaviors. It provides us with a lifecycle model uh, for uh, models that, that don't really fit. So there are existing adversary lifecycle and cyber kill chain models that were used uh, prior to MITRE ATT&CK, but they didn't necessarily help you to identify um, uh, behaviors that were related to defenses, correlating behaviors and defenses. So the level of, of, of abstraction that was being used uh, wasn't very useful in correlating to tactics, techniques, and procedures. The third point is we want to make sure that this is applicable to real-world environments. And so MITRE developed these tactic techniques and procedures uh, based on what they had observed as actual incidents in the wild and helped to show that as being applicable to real environments. And then the last one is common taxonomy so that when uh, different organizations are talking to each other. They have a common set of, of terms and phases of an attack that they're uh, using in their discussion. So they can use the same terminology uh, when they're talking across um, uh, or, or about adversary groups. So this is what the attack matrix looks like. Um, you can see along the top, uh, you see the, the tactics. And then below that, you've got individual techniques that are used to accomplish those. So um, the way you can think about this is uh, a tactic, for example, persistence, uh, you see up along the top. And then the technique that they use to achieve persistence, maybe uh, creating registry run keys or uh, some other type of uh, technique, is what they use to accomplish that goal. So. That's how the, uh, the, the matrix is set up. The attack matrix uh, covers a wide range of different operating systems now. Um, it also covers networking components, mobile devices, cloud services, and including things like Azure and Office 365. The matrices are, are different based on uh, the environment that you're talking about, but uh, the, the intent is the same across these different matrices. Attack can also be used when we talk about cyber threat intelligence. So rather than just looking for 
specific indicators of an attack. Um, the, the attack matrix helps us to understand how we can kind of digest this information and um, uh, make some sense out of it. So as an example, we've got the, the, uh, uh, the, the illustration here that uh, shows us the Cobalt Group. And so the Cyber Threat Intelligence page for uh, the, the Cobalt Group helps us to see what different, name, what different names they might have used, where they're based or the origin of the group, the targets that they typically um, attack, and what are some of the most well-known attacks that they have used. What I want you to notice, however, is down in the lower right corner um, is the attack navigator. So that, that blue button um, is the attack navigator, and that's going to come into play when we start using detect. Techniques in the attack framework represent, again, how an adversary achieves a tactical goal by performing a specific action. And the, te the techniques can also have sub-techniques um, that uh, uh, are, are more specific to how that technique is being carried out. So, for example, an adversary might uh, use spear phishing to compromise a target environment. And as we see here, the method that's been utilized against Google Workspace, um, Linux, Office 365, um, and Windows <clears throat> corresponds to uh, that uh, overall phishing technique. And then there are the sub-techniques spear phishing attachment, spear phishing link, and spear phishing via service. And here we see the different platforms that are vulnerable or that are um, not necessarily vulnerable, but are uh, typically attacked using this technique. Now, if we're on the same page, just kind of drop down a little bit on, the, on that same page. Procedure examples provide you with some examples of how specific attack groups performed this type of attack. So in this example, we see Dragonfly and Gold Southfield um, used spear phishing attacks or malicious spam. Um, the tactic is similar. In other words, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the overall uh, method of achieving something is similar, but each attack group uh, tailors the attack to their own needs or even to the victim needs. Then the mitigation section, which is below that, can be used to show you how you can make it more difficult for the attackers to accomplish their goals. So you might use something like an antivirus system or intrusion prevention system to limit the effectiveness of this type of an attack by a threat actor. So all this is very interesting, it's all well and good, but the problem is, even though you may know the tactics, the techniques, the methods that an attacker uses to accomplish something, unless you have the logging that uh, goes along with that, it's going to be very hard to catch the attacker, to detect the attacker. If you don't have visibility into these different uh, attack techniques or sub-techniques, um, we need to have detection sources. And so the detection section um, becomes very valuable. And this is where the detect framework comes into play. So let's shift gears for a second. What is the detect framework? So detect is what was designed to assist blue teams, hunt teams, in using the attack framework 
to score and compare the data sources that are being used in the environment and assess the quality, the coverage, um, the, uh, uh, the, the threat actor behaviors um, that could be captured in the logging that's being used in that environment. So all of this can be very helpful in different ways to get a more complete view of how an attack could be performed and more importantly, how you might be able to uh, detect an attacker. So the detect framework is made up of a couple things. It's a Python tool. There's a YAML administration file, the detect editor, it's just a web page, and then uh, scoring tables. <clears throat> now, I'm not gonna go into in this uh, specific presentation because of time. I'm not going to describe exactly how to set these up, but in the deck, um, in the appendix to the deck, step-by-step um, -step instructions are provided for all the things that um, I described here. So this is what a detect visualization would look like. So as you can see by the different colors, um, you have uh, either no coverage, which is shown in white, or you have uh, varying degrees of, of purple. And, and the darker the purple gets, the more logging coverage you have for that particular type of technique or sub-technique. And this is the way that the legend works. So the legend shows you um, uh, what percentage of uh, data sources are, are covered uh, with the logging that you've got. And so it, it allows you to kind of get a heat map for how the, uh, the logging is structured in your environment. Now, a sharp person might uh, ask the question, wait a minute, didn't I see something like this in Microsoft Sentinel set up recently? The answer is yes. Um, so good memory. The, the, the difference is the Sentinel feature only shows you analytic rule coverage. In other words, we'll show you if there if you have an analytic rule set up in Sentinel that covers that specific technique. It doesn't tell you necessarily the quality of your logging, whether your uh, your logging is comprehensive um, to the degree that you might need it to be in order to detect a threat actor. So as I said, um, I'm not going to walk through the installation of Detect on Windows, but it is in the appendix uh, with step-by-step -step instructions. So make sure that you download the deck and uh, uh, take advantage of those, uh, those instructions. It's fairly easy to set up, takes maybe 10 minutes, um, and uh, uh, it'll be up and running. You can run it on a, on a Windows VM, which is what I set it up as. So how do we work with Detect? So um, there are a couple things that you need to do. Um, first of all, you, uh, when you set up Detect on a Windows machine, you're going to install a Windows subsystem for Linux, and it's going to install an, an Ubuntu um, uh, virtual machine on your Windows machine. So you'll be opening the Detect editor from that Ubuntu system. From there, you create and save a YAML file. You that will then convert that YAML file into JSON format. And then the JSON formatted file is what you actually use to upload to Attack Navigator in order to visualize the data. Again, all the steps are provided for you in the appendix. So we're not gonna walk through steps one through three. We're gonna start at step four. So at step four, 
you're uploading your JSON file that you've created into Attack Navigator. Now, Attack Navigator is located at the URL that I have up there, um, HTTPS miter-attack.github.io slash attack-navigator. And then uh, what you do is you <clears throat> uh, say that you're going to create an empty layer and you upload from local. So you've got the uh, the JSON file stored locally, uh, perhaps on your virtual machine, and you're going to upload from that virtual machine into the Attack Navigator. What happens when you upload this file into Attack Navigator is that you end up with something like this. And so if we take a look at uh, what I've done here, um, I've named the JSON file that this is the data sources for Contoso Windows logging, and it shows me based on how I've answered the questions when I built my YAML file, um, it's going to show me the quality and the uh, coverage of these different techniques um, uh, in the Attack Editor or in Attack Navigator. So you might say, well, this is interesting. Um, is that all it does? Well, not really. So one of the things that you can do is using a Python script that comes in the detect tool, you can actually export this information to an Excel spreadsheet. So this will give you a way of documenting all your data sources, the properties of the data sources, and uh, the data quality scoring. So you can export this to an Excel spreadsheet. Another thing you can do, you can kind of tweak your um, uh, the information that you're looking for, and you can identify what your coverage is, your logging coverage is, versus certain major attack groups. So as we see here, we can see the attack groups, Gold Southfield and Dragonfly, which we mentioned earlier, we see what our coverage is here. And notice that it gives us a score, a score of two. Right, so that tells us what level our score is and, and what the level of our coverage is. So we can identify gaps in our coverage as it relates to specific threat groups. So in, in some organizations, they know which threat groups they are um, uh, 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 being attacked by. And so they're able to tailor their logging coverage and their defenses specifically to those threat groups. What else can we do? So in this case, we're taking this even a step further. We're looking um, at specific threat groups. So in this particular case, we're looking at the Cobalt group and Fin7, right? So um, the darker the color that we see here in the heat map, the more often that technique is being used um, among threat groups. And so uh, we can get a, a, a sense for whether or not our coverage, our logging coverage, is um, adequate for us to uh, protect our organization. Maybe you want to uh, understand the visibility that you have, the detection capabilities that you have, or a combination of both. So again, if we take a look at the specific Technique Abuse Elevation Control Mechanism. We can see the data sources that will give us information about these types of attacks. And then we can also see um, how 
how well we're doing uh, from, from a scoring standpoint in terms of bringing those types of, of data sources into our environment. Do we have the coverage that we need um, to, uh, to properly identify attackers? So let's take a, a quick uh, recap. How does Detect help? First of all, it's going to help you uh, visualize or, or, or see in a visual representation where you may lack some critical logging. It can also help you to examine what-if scenarios. So for example, if you uh, are thinking of um, adding some logging capabilities to a certain set of systems, how will that improve your um, ability to detect APT29 as an example? So you can create these, these what-if scenarios. It also um, helps you identify the types of logging that will give you the best coverage for specific types of attack. So things like, uh, you know, the, the, the Nobelium attacks or um, SolarGate or whatever it might be, or specific adversaries, APT29, Fancy Bear, and so on. It's also, if you think about it, a, a way to build a case for requesting budget for logging tools. If you take one of these heat maps to your, to your manager and say, look, we don't have any coverage in these specific areas for this technique or this sub-technique, and these are things that we really need to protect against, then that can help you make a, a good argument for uh, getting additional logging capabilities. And then with the ability to export this information to an Excel spreadsheet, you have the ability to document logging improvements over time. So this is what our logging level was back in June of 2020. We've increased our logging in these different areas. And so you can measure the improvements that you've made over time. So those are just some things that uh, Detect can help you with. Um, there's some additional resources here, including some videos uh, that can help you to take um, uh, to, to better understand how you can use Detect and the MITRE ATT&CK framework uh, to help increase the logging capabilities and coverage that exist in your environment. So thank you for your time and attention, and I hope this was uh, helpful for everybody.